1: president donald j trump and i'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in moscow and that the russians taped it and have leverage over him welcome to information operation dr peter mccullough has been very outspoken on the treatment and the effects of covid and also on the vaccines themselves Uh, I'm going to let him uh, introduce himself. Uh, Welcome to the show, Dr. McCullough.
0: Well, Todd, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm an internist and cardiologist in academic practice in Dallas, Texas, uh, and I see patients every week in my practice uh, for internal medicine and cardiology issues. I've managed plenty of patients with COVID-19 to prevent hospitalization and death. I've seen patients uh, before and after the vaccine, and I've done the right thing as an academic physician. I've published my observations in the peer-reviewed literature i have over 45 publications on covid 19 of over 650 publications in the national library of medicine so i think that's probably more than any media doctor that's spoken on the topic or rendered opinions and i've been asked to give my opinions in the u.s senate and multiple uh, local state senates and other uh, proceedings so i'm happy to come on the show
1: and and help out where i can well, thank you. I, you know, I don't want to go over ground that you've covered for the last year on the, on the vaccines and everything, but it seems that the, the vaccine injuries are becoming more and more aware to the public. You're getting uh, the numbers, in fact, even the VARES data, I believe they stopped reporting the number of deaths a couple months ago in the U.S., around 12,000. I mean, can you give us an update on what's, what you think is happening uh, as far as the consequences of, of these mRNA vaccines?
0: Well, I shouldn't be the one giving the update. Americans should mm-hmm. realize that this is a large clinical investigation. So our mm-hmm. CDC and FDA, they sponsor the program. They should be giving Americans updates probably once a week on vaccine safety and, and yeah. reports once a month. We should be actually seeing reports. And uh, there's been no reports, no information. Yeah. So there's an enormous number of questions. Patients ask me right now, doctor, if I have to take the vaccine, which one is holding up the best, which one's working. I say, I don't know, because our agencies have given us no information. I said, which one's the safest? I said, I don't know. There are th- three vaccines and they're very different. A lot of people don't realize mm-hmm. it's not one vaccine. The two messenger R- RNA vaccines are Pfizer and Moderna, but they're very different doses. Pfizer's really? 30 micrograms and Moderna's 100 micrograms, three times the dose mm-hmm. of Moderna. Most people don't know that. The J&J mm-hmm. vaccine is not messenger RNA at all. It's actually an adenoviral dna-based vaccine that's one shot and has a very different approach to the body they all cause the body to produce the spike protein that's the dangerous part of the virus the spike protein is what causes the damage of covid 19 causes the inflammation causes the blood clotting and so what we're doing is we're tricking the body's uh, cells to produce the spike protein for a period of time in the hopes of getting immunity and not having the spike protein do too much damage uh, but we've yeah. learned that the vaccines distribute all the way through the body. They distribute to the heart, the brain, the reproductive organs. We know the spike protein is, circulates for at least two weeks. That's been shown in a paper by Ogata and colleagues. And uh, we know that it hyperconcentrates in the ovaries. Uh, we know that from a biodistribution study in 2018 from China, from the lipid nanoparticles, and then from a biodistribution study submitted by Pfizer to the Japanese authorities. That was obtained mm-hmm. through a Freedom of Information Act from Canada to Japan. We learned about that a few months ago. These are all concerning. Before we even talk about the outcomes, one ought to be concerned. Really, are these vaccines biologically a good idea?
1: They, you know, they don't sound too good. Especially for children, where the the risk of death is extremely low. I mean, uh, what, what who would you say need should look at taking the vaccine? Somebody that's older and has comorbidities or other risks, or or you answer the question, I, I don't wanna answer it for you.
0: Well, we, we know the data pretty well. In the United States, I believe uh-huh. we have over 75% of seniors over 65 have taken the vaccine already.
1: And mm-hmm. we know mm-hmm. that
0: uh, nationwide, I think it's about 48% of Americans have taken the vaccine. So the question is who hasn't taken the vaccine? Well, yeah. uh, individuals who have had COVID-19 and survived the FDA and the manufacturers know they can't benefit. They were excluded from the randomized trials because COVID recovered patients have robust, complete and durable immunity. This has been mm-hmm. shown time and time again. The Cleveland Clinic showed a wonderful analysis. 2,500 unvaccinated COVID recovered workers go into the workplace. They get exposed to COVID-19, zero reinfections, zero. An analysis mm-hmm. by Murchu and colleagues from Ireland show that 12 uh, 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 studies, 615 patients, even Poorly defined cases, just with some antibodies to try to show prior infection, way less than a one percent chance of ever getting COVID-19. So we know COVID recovered patients uh, of those individuals who haven't taken the vaccine. The COVID recovered patients are the best. Those are the ones in the workplace that you'd never have to worry about because they right. can't get COVID a second or third and fourth time. COVID swept through the nursing homes last year. We don't hear about nursing homes at all now because it's kind of exhausted there. The seniors are either vaccinated or they're immune. So right. as we sit here today probably very few people would have the risk-benefit relationship to actually take a vaccine, very few. Now, there's, there's been an analysis in the UK by the evidence-based consulting group based on the yellow card system to the MHRA. They basically say it's over with, that shut down the vaccine program, that we just don't have any benefit there now to be had, and there's only risk, go ahead and shut down the program. That's the principal consulting group to the WHO.
1: So that being said, uh, with... Israel and countries are seeing, you know, spreads of the new variants or whatever. Do you do you think that the uh, the vaccines are creating uh, what's it called antibody dependent enhancement, or, or I'm not an expert, but th- actually spreading the, vac- the virus instead of instead of stopping it? Um, I think it's better characterized as failing and spread. And here mm-hmm. are the
0: data. We know that a paper by mm-hmm. Nissan mm-hmm. and colleagues from uh, Boston and the Mayo Clinic. Show that once you get to about 25% vaccinated, then this, the various strains, we used to have always about a dozen or so strains. Once we put that mm-hmm. pressure, about 25% of the population or so, and we're there in the United States, that's called mm-hmm. a non-lethal evolutionary pressure. We force a, a dominant variant. So vaccination mm-hmm. invariably has forced this Delta variant, which is now nearly 100% of what we have. It actually came out of Uh, India, because some pockets were hit that vaccination threshold in Mashtarra. That's what happened. The Delta variant came. It's the most mutated form of the variant. In short, the Delta variant has escaped the effects of the vaccine. Certainly the Pfizer vaccine can't touch it. And we know, for instance, in Israel, which was the darling of the vaccine world three months ago, now with Delta, we have 83% of over 5,000 cases last month, of COVID-19 are fully vaccinated. Over 65% of those seriously ill are fully vaccinated. Israeli officials have the Pfizer protection down to 17%. A paper out of the Mayo Clinic by Pernik and colleagues from Mayo Clinic, again, in Boston, a uh, collaboration, they have Pfizer protection down to 42%. Wow. So, we, you know, we, we this case that the vaccines are failing is a really important message to Americans. The CDC put on their website July 26. 65, 87 Americans, where that was just pushed forward to them. That's not the universe of patients. That's just what they know about. But clearly, all fully vaccinated, failed the vaccine, developed COVID-19, were hospitalized, and 19% died. I mean, on the they, CDC website, that should be a strong signal that the vaccines now are failing.
1: So why do you think the medical profession is not all over this up in arms? I mean, you have, and other voices are out there, but a lot of doctors aren't. They're just going along with the program, really in a groupthink, if you will. Why do you think that is? I mean, uh, it's kind of like we've lost respect to the military in other ways and in the medical profession as well, a little bit. Um, why do you think they are not uh, screaming in from the rooftops about this information that is, you know, you've been able to find it? Why, why not other doctors? Well,
0: our our federal agencies are messaging the medical community that the vaccines are safe and effective without providing any data. We see public service announcements on TV all the time. That's permeated Mm -hmm. down through departments of public health. It's permeated down to medical groups and hospitals. The vaccines are safe and effective with no evidence that they're safe and effective. And so, um, you know, that question is better posed to somebody who is, is accepting that. And I'm a scientist, I'm a editor of two major journals. I evaluate evidence every day. Someone can tell me something, but I have to interpret that information myself. And of course, people in my circles have to as well. So there's large organizations, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, they're chartered in every state in the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have had public statements out that the vaccines are not as safe and effective. The Truth For Health Foundation, Mm -hmm. large faith-based organization, not safe and effective. So it's, it's it's not that everyone's bought this hook, line, and sinker, but some have. And I think it's concerning uh, that they are not putting the patient's best interest uh, in front of them.
1: So what do you think the long-term uh, effects of the vaccine are? Or do you know, especially, uh, you know, with these spike proteins floating around the body? I mean, do you have, a? I, I know we don't have long-term studies, but do you have a guess um, or an educated guess on what might people may be facing?
0: I don't. The vaccine program has only uh, been going for uh, several months. Like I say, about, in my practice, about 70% mm-hmm. of patients volunteered for the program December, January, February. The mortality signal mm-hmm. emerged January 22nd, where it looked like it wasn't safe from that perspective. It should have been shut down in February at about 27 million people injected. I think that's where it should have stopped. And we could have protected... Mm-hmm nursing home workers and some high-risk seniors and then evaluated safety, um, I think a program would have rolled out that way. It would have been good. But this widespread um, inoculation of younger people and down to children and this idea that we're just everybody's going to take this vaccine with no evaluation on safety and efficacy, it's just not acceptable. And major organizations are not accepting this at this point in time. We wouldn't do that for any drug. We wouldn't do that for any vaccine. If anybody wants to make the claim safe and
1: effective, show us. So someone who has had the vaccine, let's say Pfizer or Moderna, um, and all these negative consequences are coming out. Is there anything on the books that for treatment or, you know, possible to negate some of these long term side effects? Do you know you don't know of anything?
0: There's nothing out there on treatment. We know from the paper by Rose in the American uh, Journal of Public Health Policy and Law 2021 that the Mm -hmm. non-fatal syndromes involve four organ systems, the brain, the heart, the blood system, and the immune system. And the Mm -hmm. FDA agree. So the FDA has warnings on Pfizer Moderna for heart inflammation. That that should be a, a full stop for any young person considering this. No, don't take the vaccine don't take that vaccine for heart inflammation. And then Johnson & Johnson has a warning by the FDA for blood clots, women age mm-hmm. 18 48. That's a broad group. And mm-hmm. blood clots in, in areas we can't treat it, like the brain, the cavernous venous sinus in the brain, as well as warnings out on paralysis. That's not easy to stop. Guillain-Barre syndrome paralysis separately the Canadians have Warnings out in AstraZeneca for Bell's palsy, which is very hard to revert, reverse uh, partial mm-hmm. paralysis of the face. Mm-hmm. And there are uh, uh, communications in the literature about various syndromes. So we know uh, in published in hypertension, for instance, a massive increase in blood pressure resulting in stroke after vaccination. This has been highlighted. Mm-hmm. A blood disorder mm-hmm. after two weeks called vaccine-induced thrombocytopenic purpura, VITT, uh, has been published. Um, uh, and so these publications are coming out, and ought to give everybody pause that the vaccines uh, r- really unless we can figure out who this is going to happen to, how can we guide the next patient to a safe outcome with the
1: vaccine what do you, What do you think the agenda is behind the vaccines? Is it just money? Um, it doesn't seem to be public health um, do you Do you want to take a guess at that or
0: you know, it appears to be a commitment early on there was a public health commitment that the method by which the that the program was the, the pandemic was going to be handled was going to be by lockdowns and masks and try social distancing trying to reduce the spread of the virus and wait for a vaccine.
1: Mm-hmm. it appeared
0: to be a commitment uh, mm-hmm. on all levels and to to the detriment of any other approach, and I testified in the u s Senate about the four pillars of pandemic response We should sure we can reduce the spread of the virus that's fine. Uh, but we should have a big focus on early treatment because that's mm-hmm. the biggest chance of saving lives and preventing hospitalizations. We should do the best we can in the hospital, but recognize that the hospital's too late for most. almost all the deaths of COVID-19 occur in the hospital, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last is vaccination. If a vaccine, safe vaccine could be developed, fine. If it's not developed, we'll get through it anyway. So yeah. you know, a lot of illnesses we don't have vaccines for, we, we get through it. Um, what appeared to be the plan early on was just focus on the vaccine, nothing else. Yeah. Nothing else. Americans have heard nothing about treatment. There's no uh, our guidelines to this day that certainly the NIH and infectious disease side of America guidelines have no mention of outpatient treatment. None. Wow. So. Well, they you know,
1: they suppressed a lot of these drugs like hydrocorquin and and other things as well. Um,
0: well, I mean, they're suppressing monoclonal antibodies.
1: These are mm-hmm. FDA emergency use
0: authorized, approved. Every senior ought to know how to get a monoclonal antibody infusion. Former President Trump got one. Uh, there's been no public service messaging on this, no update on the antibody program. Uh, nothing mm-hmm. on the local news about how to do this. When someone gets a covid nineteen test result that they don't they 're not given a list of centers near them to get an antibody infusion. You know These are just as approved as the vaccines yeah. yet for acutely sick people, there appears to be no public health concern for them whatsoever. Whatsoever. And you're right. And beyond that, the appropriate use of the evidence based drugs that we use in combination hydroxychloroquine, supported by 200 studies, ivermectin, supported by mm-hmm. 60 studies, um, uh, the antibiotics, doxycycline and azithromycin, helpful, inhaled butestenide, two randomized trials supported, oral steroids, multiple randomized trials and meta analysis support that, colchicine, that's supported by a huge uh, placebo controlled randomized trial. And then the use of aspirin and anticoagulants, because we know in the end they die of blood clotting. Mm-hmm. All that's called sequence multi-drug therapy for COVID-19. That was my seminal publication in the American Journal of Medicine and then reviews in cardiovascular medicine in 2020. Those are the most relied upon protocols in the world to treat COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And there's versions of these. There's the Math Plus and IMF Plus that use the same concepts, more, more uh, minimal uh, protocols by the Frontline Critical Care Consortium. We have whole agencies. We have uh, AAPS, FLCC and AFLDS, we have these organizations now that have sprung up and filled the void where our public health agencies and major medical associations and major academic medical centers have basically been absent. Do you know there's no Mayo Clinic protocol for this? There's no Harvard, we're 18 months into it and our iconic institutions have not put forward a single idea on how to treat COVID-19 early at home to prevent hospitalization and death. It's a
1: massive lapse. Shocking, but I guess not in today's world. So uh, there are some new vaccines that are allegedly coming down the pike that are not possibly as dangerous, not based on the spike protein, more like a traditional vaccine. Do you have any thoughts on those? Well, the one we know about is called Novavax.
0: Mm-hmm. Novavax, now that's a protein-based vaccine. It's based on the spike protein. It is the mm-hmm. original Wuhan spike protein, which is now extinct. Mm-hmm. And, and just like Pfizer, Moderna, J&J are all keyed to the extinct spike protein. That's a problem actually, because the spike protein keeps mutating. But having said that, Novavax, when tested, looked about as good as Pfizer and Moderna mm-hmm. and uh, looked safe. The arm was quite sore, probably more of a local reaction than Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, mm-hmm. but should not have systemic effects. And they picked mm-hmm. the lowest dose, five micrograms, which is really reassuring. Uh, they, they got the immune response with the least amount of protein. So sure, full steam ahead for Novavax, but what did we hear? We heard that they're delayed because of manufacturing issues. So we have a national emergency and our federal government can't work with Novavax, a small company to get the manufacturing up to full speed and get these vaccines rushed to market. To me, it's wow. a travesty. It's a travesty. We should be focusing on better products. Americans know the first generation of everything is typically not too good. And that's yeah. what we Pfizer, Moderna and j not too good. The vaccines are failing. They're not safe. looks like there's a better one emerging. And there appears to be no interest in getting Novavax quickly to market.
1: It seems to be a pattern. It makes you really wonder what the agenda is behind uh, these initial shots. Uh, one more question. Do you know anything about the Russian Sputnik vaccine? Is that, uh, do you know any data on that? I'm just curious. Uh, well, I know it was
0: rushed forward. You know, it's interesting. Uh-huh. The Russians even just forgot clinical trials. They said, listen, let's just do it. Uh-huh. Um, it is uh, a uh, a form of an older a platform. It's not a, a messenger RNA platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Sinovac, which is the Coronavac vaccine, which is uh, the killed vaccine. These vaccines are probably only partially effective to the point yeah. of a flu, a flu shot or something less than that. No one's relied on these, by the way. Um, uh, but but um, in fact, you know, they may have provided some protection. It's pretty clear they've spurred the mutants. So for mm-hmm. instance, the Coronavac, the, the, just the killed the virus, the killed virus vaccine, uh, that in uh, Peru very clearly spawned the emergence of the Lambda variant, mm-hmm. Lambda. And a good paper by Arcebido has clearly shown that relationship. So as we start to vaccinate, we keep getting these mutant forms and we don't mass vaccinate for pneumococcal, meningococcal, we don't mass vaccinate for any of these illnesses. I think we should, every, every country should take a very targeted, limited approach to keep the safety risks down and control the problem not to mass vaccinate the population, certainly not to vaccinate anybody under age 50, any Mm -hmm. children, people who we can treat easily through the infection. In my view, uh, they don't benefit from the vaccine and they can only be harmed.
1: One last question. What what do you think of, we had a report out of uh, Emory Midtown in Atlanta last night that they're refusing uh, treatment for people who are not vaxxed or don't want to take a PCR. And the elderly woman that had a lot of pain when she did that last time, had it stuck up her nose. Any comments on that before we let you go?
0: Well, for testing, testing Mm -hmm. should only be done in acutely sick people who we think have COVID-19. This is really Mm -hmm. important, that nasal test or oral test, Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. only FDA approved for acutely symptomatic people. In fact, the World Health Organization, as of June 25th, says no testing on asymptomatic people. So if that Mm -hmm. patient was in for abdominal pain, what have you, and no signs Mm -hmm. signs of COVID, that testing is inappropriate and not advised by any agency, not the FDA or the WHO. Now, whether or not someone's vaccinated or not, at this point in time, it doesn't matter. They're getting COVID equally. So the vaccines don't offer any uh, reasonable protection. So they should all be treated the same. I tell you, they're all developing COVID-19 and I treat them the same. They should be treated the same for other
1: illnesses. Doctor, thank you. Do you have anything else you want to get out on this uh, before we cut you off here?
0: No, I just think Americans ought to be demanding of their uh, lawmakers and others, demand transparency on safety on the vaccines. Demand it.
1: Thank you for your time. We'll maybe have you back on in a few months to see how things are going. Thank you, sir. Take care.